Okay, well, welcome back to Radio Islam Studios here at City Hall in Cape Town, Sona 2024. Joining us in studio, we have uh, ANCMP Faiz Jacobs. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And greetings to all the Radio Islam and the viewers out there. So, I mean, Sona is an annual affair, right? But this is also the 30th year of democracy. Now, we were just having a discussion earlier on, and I'm keen to, uh, to hear your comment on this. The ANC will argue that the glass is half full and say, well, from 94 to now, we've done so much in terms of housing, in terms of water, sanitation, electricity. Your political opponents will argue that it's half empty. No, but there's still so many people unemployed and so many people who are using put latrines and so many people who don't have access to water and electricity. The key question would be, what is it that the ANC could have done in the last 30 years and should have done, which they haven't done, in your opinion? No, it's a very easy uh, question. For me, I think if we look at context, we come from colonialism, we come from apartheid, we come from slavery, oppression, racial exclusion, divisions. So 30 years in the grand scheme of things. Look at America. America is almost 200 years in their democracy. Look at Europe. They've also got democracies for at least centuries. We have 30 years of democracy. And yes, our president was the first to say that we could have improved. There's room for improvements. We've made mistakes. We've learned valuable lessons. But I would like to argue that if we need to contextualize our democracy, 30 years is relatively young. And in that years, what the ANC has done and will continue to do is to galvanize the broad church of South Africans and move our people forward. You see, we can ramble off all the stats and figures, mm. but I think what is very clear is that the ANC remains the only vehicle for genuine transformation, unity of our people, dealing and consolidating our democracy, and also defending our democracy. Look, on the Palestinian issue, for example, we haven't we haven't wake up on the seventh of October and so. It's, it's a policy, it's ingrained, all of us, yeah. from day one. And so the ANC in its liberation theology and also how it's modernized and renewal will continue to support and build our country. I want to talk about Palestine separately. Okay. Right? And I take your point, and, and I think the majority would agree with you, that you, you can't achieve in 30 years in a manner that wipes out the legacy of apartheid and colonialism. That said, though, the ANC reversed many of its own gains in terms of the last 30 years. So... Within ANC rule, we had functioning infrastructure. We no longer have that. It's collapsing left, right, and center. Look at Itikwini in Durban. Look at Joburg. Within ANC rule, we had electricity and no load shedding. And now within ANC rule, we have uh, load shedding, which is now a part of, of daily life. So you can't overcome the, the, the colonial legacy in 30 years. That, that is accepted. But how much more could you have done better in, in the last 30 years? I, th I think that's the question things that were realistically achievable which were not achieved because of corruption, inefficiency, nepotism and the like. No, I think I'm, I'll be the first to admit that there's room for improvement. We could have done more. Uh, we need to deal with corruption, with uh, in-house internal self-greed, uh, self-interest. Um, there has been uh, a time when the ANC was inwardly looking, inwardly focused. Um, and under the president's leadership, President Cyril Ramaphosa, there's a lot of commitment to ethical, accountable governance. Look, our challenges is on the ground, um, our municipalities. And so I think for us, we need to demonstrate a strong political will. We need to demonstrate a capable, ethical, committed leadership core on the ground that is ingrained with our people. And selfless leadership is, is one of those key things. So, look, I'm... Uh 
I'm under no illusions that our challenges are big. Uh, the competition is big. You know, state capture is not only a, a phenomenon in the ANC itself. Greed, self-interest is, is an is a, is a international phenomenon. The criminal syndicates are, are growing um, in our religion, in our moral space, in our, in our private space. And so we need to push back. And so religion plays an important role in providing that moral regeneration. And it's also important for us. Remember, the ANC comes from a real strong religious background. It, it is a broad church where even though it's sectarian, it has ability to accommodate and bring all people of faith and of people that has strong moral, uh, ethical um, consideration. So, look, I'm, in short, I'm saying that yes... We must deal with the problems that we have. Uh, the energy crisis is a contextual problem. Yes, there was a lot of greed, corruption, uh, abuse, but it also it's an international phenomenon. If you go to any big European country, energy security, uh, we need to invest in it. We need to grow it. Uh, there is plans. The president and the new ministers has, has been at pains almost on a weekly basis to give us updates, to give us a sense. But there is also stubborn challenges like the coal mafia, like the construction mafia I saw it on on the TV every day it's whilst we're making progress there's also that sense that is not going to be an easy way I appreciated the president's stronger stance stronger political world that there must be consequences there must be delivery and we need to accelerate uh, development for our people look the examples are many right uh, but I want to get back to the core point MPs like yourself ministers who are working under president Oposa saying on his different uh, this accountability. Others argue, well, he's still got within his cabinet those who are very directly implicated in, 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 uh, in state capture. He hasn't trimmed his cabinet despite promising. There's a lot that he could have done in the last six years, even with COVID, which he hasn't done. Those debates can go on. What it boils down to, in my understanding, to a voter, to a historic ANC voter, there are many who are so disillusioned say, how many more chances must we give the ANC? Every election, the ANC will say, we're still the best vehicle, we're still the best option, we acknowledge our mistakes and our problems, and then we vote for them, and five years later, we're in a worse situation than we were five years prior. What is different this time around that you could say to those disillusioned people who have voted ANC historically, who are now fed up with the ANC, who say, you know what, as much as we don't like the policies of the DA, Palestine and otherwise, Cape Town is much more functional. Yes, the ANC will hit back and say, but no, it's only for the whites, so it's only for the middle class. But many middle class ANC voters will say, well, even if it's for the middle class, then I'm, a, I'm a, a, a beneficiary. It shows that uh, at least here, if not in other places where the DA hasn't been as successful, like in Joburg and Nelson Mandela Bay, etc., but the system works. It's like Cape Town is almost another country that you, you're having this immigration. So what can you say to your own voters as to why they should give you yet another chance? Look, I think... <laughs> The alternative options is not going to take us forward. A lot of these smaller parties and even the DA and EFF is not the hope, is not the future for, for our country. They don't have the capacity to manage South Africa's complex contradictions. They don't have the capacity to manage all the different tribes, all the different class, all the different race, all the different religious interests. So the ANC has made mistakes, but the ANC represents the best vehicle that can hold us all together because, you know, some people want to divide us. Some people continue to do the them and us. And it's a myth that the DA runs 
uh, governance based. He has big corruption in the city. They are just better at covering these things up. You see, the ANC is so transparent that we, we openly admit our mistakes. But the DA is very clear. Here is jobs for pals. Here is white privilege. Here is segregation. Here is a tale of two cities. I live in, in this Cape Town, my beloved Cape Town. But where you sit now and where we come from on the Cape Flats and on, on, in Kailicha, it's two different. city of Cape Town is the eighth violent place in the world. So it's a myth, especially those that are outside. You see the facade. You see the, you see the white Cape Town. Come to our townships. Come to our uh, madrasas. Come to our areas where our people are struggling for basic services. And so I represent and the appeal that we're making to all South Africans, the ANC, the African National Congress, yes, we have our problems. Yes, we have our challenges. But it does represent a broad spectrum of competing interests. It is uh, the ability to hold ourselves own. We can hold ourselves our own in the international space. No other, you know, if, if you vote for the DA, what's going to happen? Zionism is going to be the, the order of the day. It's going to be the state uh, ideology. Separation, privilege, divide and rule, don't care about the poor. We're going back. We're going back to those days, even here in the Western Cape. Those people are hawking for secession. The, the, the DA is a, is, a, is a conservative neocon uh, arrangement that want to create a dompas that no one can from South Africa can travel in the Western Cape. So we must be very clear. Without the ANC, we won't consolidate this democracy. We won't defend this democracy and we won't be able to advance the interest. So the ANC under the Cyril Ramaphosa leadership represents the best possibilities. Yes, there's lots of noise. There's a lot of uh, options. But the real option is actually the African National Congress. To conclude, I want to come back to the Palestinian issue. And credit where credit is due. I mean, we've said it. I've said it, right? South Africa is, is being saluted by the international community, and justifiably so. And the ANC has to take the credit because it's the ANC is a party that has the policy on Palestine, and that has obviously escalated in terms of the position that the state has taken. We are so proud of our minister, uh, Naledi Pando. We are proud that the South African government had the guts, the political courage, uh, to go to the ICJ. That the outcome irrespective, and whether Israel complies irrespective, the fact that they put Israel on trial, and they put them under the microscope internationally is an achievement in itself. Now, that said, there are political and economic consequences, right? We already see reports coming out of uh, pro-Zionist entities internationally talking about banks colluding uh, with terrorist organizations, targeting uh, Palestinian solidarity movements, trying to create all sorts of uh, fears about what's happening in South Africa. We had Minister Ibrahim Patel here in the studio early on. He said, well, you, 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 you stand in solidarity with justice, irrespective of the economic course. And again, I mean, compliments to that kind of a, of, of a situation. But Islamically and politically, you need to turn out and mitigate risk. So what South Africa, what is the, the, the ANC government's plan to mitigate the risk now of having taken this very principled decision, and rightfully so, economically and politically? Because the big boys are going to collude uh, to demonize South Africa and to make South Africa feel the economic pinch of having shown solidarity with Palestine and exposed Israel. Is there a plan? Yes, indeed. What we need to ensure is that our government, ANC-led government, by our President Ramaphosa, our leadership, uh, Minister Nalede, and all of them, we've shown our mettle. 
Now it's up to South Africans to support this government because we know we're going to get, there are going to be repercussions, there's going to be a risk. So what we need is a broadest united front showing that South Africans stand 100% behind our government, that we maintain the moral high ground, that we, we stand on the side of justice and righteousness and the moral compass. And if needs be, there is going to be sanctions or disinvestment or all of those things, our people must rally around this government because, you know, I see the, the killings, the bombings every day, the hunger, the starvations that, that the Palestinian people do go. And through the grace of God and through their, their collective sin, they'll be able to stand in solidarity and unity. Why can't we do that? So my appeal, my appeal to all freedom-loving South Africans, especially Muslims, stand with your government, stand with the ANC, because this is the time where we need to be unified. As the people of South Africa, we can't allow these Zionists to divide us. They will continue to divide us. They will call us names. I mean, it was ludicrous. We were uh, at the at the mosque with uh, Minister um, Naledi Pando, and they called all these names. They called us, uh, we gave, giving funds from Iran. Uh, so they want to make us a boogeyman. We're not the boogeyman. We are on the side of righteousness. We are on the side of Mandela. We, we, and we want our people to see that. And we also need support. We also need, our government also need, you need to say every day that you are proud South African. You are proud of the, this African National Congress. You are proud of the Cyril Ramaphosa because we are doing the right thing. And we need to ensure that we mitigate. We need to ensure that we build jobs, we create jobs, and we also protect our local economy. And so we're calling our brothers and sisters in, in our small business and local economy, let's rally around. If they're going to bully us, if they're going to continue bullying us, we need to find new friends. We need to ensure that we still look after our people. Our jobs and our sovereignty is not up for sale. And this thing about stomach politics is not in our checkbook politics, checkbook diplomacy is not where we are coming from. We are remain principle and even where there will be consequences, this African National Congress will, will ensure that we, we, we support our people. Thanks, Jacob. Shukran.